Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Uninterrupted. It is a weekly conversation with your favorite girlfriend designed to help you engage in healthy dialogue, self-reflection, and motivate you while navigating through a world that ain't ready for all that black girl magic. What's up, y'all? I am your host, Kiara Amore. Shout out to all my listeners that are returning. Big ups to you. Big ups to you. Give yourself a hand clap. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to all my returning listeners, all of my black girls who are living uninterrupted. Welcome back. I appreciate you guys so much for being a part of me living my dreams on my podcast, you know, sharing the podcast. It's just been a really amazing experience with you all. Y'all have no idea. And I want to hear more from you guys. I know that you guys are listening Hit me up on social media. Like, what's up? Just don't be, just don't be bystanders. Hit a girl up. I'm conversational. And for my first time listeners, who is your first time coming up into the room with your girl? (laughs) Welcome. Like I said, this is a free-flowing environment where I am discussing my perspective as a black girl who's been marginalized in the community and how I deal with the life of adulting, being a mother, relocation, dating, dating in a new city, dating period, trying to find myself before I turn 30, uh, all that good stuff. So you're going to get all that from me, okay? (laughs) You're going to get all that. And on the road to amazingness, I am taking my girls who are my faithful listeners, I am taking y'all with me on the journey to amazingness and greatness. So shout out to y'all who are continuously listening. My first time listeners, shout out to y'all. This episode is actually my favorite episode. Oh my gosh. This is my favorite episode because this is a topic I know all too well. Valentine's Day. And not the fact that I celebrate it. It's the fact that I'm almost always single on Valentine's Day. And, you know, somehow I managed not to go into a deep depression. (laughs) And, um... You know what? I've just always just maintained a level head on Valentine's Day. Maybe just because I'm like not so uh, extremely out there with the love thing. And I just always understood to myself that I may be a spinster. And it's okay. It's okay, ladies. It's okay. It's okay. I've come to terms with that very long time ago. You know, I always said I was going to have a boyfriend for life, but I ain't got one yet. And, you know, it's, it's getting a little lonely up here in Houston. But, you know, wait, let me take a sip of this wine. <laughs> I was sipping too fast. I was sipping too fast. But. This is my favorite episode, y'all. We are talking all things on how to survive Valentine's Day while being single. Oh my gosh. I have survived so many Valentine's Day being single. And since social media, it has made Valentine's Day absolutely the worst day of my life. So this episode is for all my single chicks. And how we going to navigate in a space 
filled with lovers. All us single ladies, all my single ladies, put a glass up. <laughs> put a glass up. We going to drink some wine and drink this. Now, I am putting out this podcast before the week of Valentine's Day because... Because I want you guys to take from this and make plans for Valentine's Day. Now, everything you hear in the podcast, I want you guys to hit me up on social media. Let me know what was your favorite part of the podcast. Uh, If you feel like you're enjoying it, let me know. I would like, hold on, let me take another sip. I got two glasses of wine. I got a white and a red. And the red was from last night. Now... If you liking what you hear, sis, I need you to go ahead, go down to Apple Podcasts and go ahead and leave me a five-star review. It helps other black girls who are looking to live their life uninterrupted find the podcast. It allows us also to become more seen and more visible in the podcast world. So y'all love y'all girl. Y'all supporting y'all girl. I appreciate you. Drop a review. Drop a review for for your girl. I'll let your girl. You know, hey, I'm good for it. <laughs> I want to just say thank you for those who have left uh, reviews. And I'm looking forward to coming out with some merch soon and dropping some more things. Uh, and we're going to get more into what's been going on with me in my uninterrupted memo. <laughs> I learned something about myself. I'm not that guy anymore. I don't want to be that guy anymore, Maya. I know who I want to be. And who's that, Zeke? I want to be your husband. And why now? I, I have known for a while that I can give myself to you completely, no hesitation, without regret. I've just been waiting for the right moment to ask you. Will you please? Marry me. Yes. 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 There have been so many good things to talk about this week. No, I mean nobody, y'all. I. I mean, uh, not nobody worth talking about. But you know, other things happen. So, as many of y'all know, I started my new gig this week, my full time gig, and it has been going actually pretty smooth. How? Ever, your girl has been having problems sleeping and it has been such a hard time falling asleep. So I'm on Facebook all type of night. I'm trying to go to sleep early, find myself waking up at 12 o'clock. My girl came over today, bought me some wine, bought me some chicken. I had lasagna and we just talked and she said, basically, The reason why I keep waking up at the same time of the night is that I'm probably lonely. Um, It's been a little minute. Sus got little cobwebs. But we're surviving. We're surviving, though. We're going to make it. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to make it. Says that. (laughs) 
But anywho, so I started my new gig, guys, and it's been like really good. It's been super refreshing. Uh, I take the train into downtown, and I'm just thinking of all the possibilities that's going to happen this summer. As you all know, my son goes away for the summertime, and I'm stuck home alone, and that is so lonely. But this year is different. I am going to make the best of it because this is the year I enter into my lovely 30s. And I just feel like ever since I made up my mind that I'm changing my perspective and my outlook on changing uh, changing into another decade, I've just been feeling so much better about moving forward into these 30s, experiencing everything my 30s has to offer me. I am not um, as down as I was when I realized, oh my God, this is the year I am turning 30. (laughs) So I've just really been embracing this whole journey of uh, becoming 30 and starting another chapter in my HR career. And it has been so refreshing to learn from someone that actually wants you to do really well with the company. So I just really appreciate my new trainer. Um, Y'all know I am on a mission to get this body tight and right for my 30th birthday. My friends, y'all know I'm a little indecisive on what it is that I want to do for my birthday, but y'all know I'm going to get it together. (laughs) This month, I told myself, I was like, I'm getting it together. I am not going to hold out anymore. It was just going to be me and Mika, but I was like, oh my God, my friends are going to like kill me if I don't at least extend an invite. So I sent all my friends the invite. And, you know, unexpectedly, all my girls are like, bitch, yes, turn the fuck up in Cabo. Like, so I'm I'm so excited to, to just have a girl's trip. As many of you know, I have not traveled since I had my son nine years ago, almost 10. So outside the country, nonetheless. So I am excited about this trip. And I think my friends are like, yeah, like she needs it. And a lot of you also know that my son's birthday is also um, the day after mine. So we won't be spending his birthday together, his 10th birthday, but he'll be in Miami and I'm pretty sure everyone be will be doing something great for him for his birthday. And I'll probably slip a gift down there, <laughs> possibly. Uh, but I've just been embracing this whole journey of, you know, becoming 30 and another chapter of my womanhood and just finding me. And it's just been so great. I still have been consistently going to church, y'all. Look, I've been going to church, y'all. I'm going to need y'all to give me a hand clap, okay? Because, sus, because <laughs> sus was a little challenged in that area. Now, y'all, now y'all know I have been extremely challenged when it comes to getting up and going to church and just deciding on what path I want to go as far as my spiritual or religious journey. And it has definitely been very challenging for me. So 
I just appreciate everyone that has been um, supportive of my decision. Uh, I will talk about in another episode, I believe, uh, about struggling spiritually in my 20s and what that was like, you know, Um, and what it is like, honestly, I I can't say that I'm not I'm over it because I'm I'm not. You know, like, like I'm, I'm not always over it. So I've been really trying my best to uh, do better, to do better as far as spiritually. So y'all keep me lifted up in prayers. Uh, I did decide that I wanted to officially get saved. I'm not sure uh, as far as the timeline. I feel like I don't need to give it a timeline. Uh, I do feel like I want to do it uh, before the year ends. If that is my path, um, I was born Episcopalian. Well, I was baptized Episcopalian and uh, they do that as a child. And as a child, you kind of don't um, have any say so. <laughs> Not kind of like you really don't. So the Baptists, they usually baptize you after you have come into understanding what Christianity is and you've gone through that walk and that faith and that journey and you do it then. Uh, but I feel like maybe I want to start the process on moving forward to, you know, getting saved, but I got questions. I got questions and I'm afraid to have that conversation with my grandmother because I'm not sure on how she's going to take it because she is uh, very spiritual, very religious and very Episcopalian and very Bahamian. So (laughs) so, uh, she may be offended that I'm considering doing that in another church and in my home church. So you really just never know like what to expect. But nonetheless, Nonetheless, those are some things that's been going on with me. On the mom side, guys, I have been preparing for the next episode, which is uh, about finding identifying books for my son and for my black son at that. Uh, And we're probably going to have him back on because he uh, enjoyed it that last time (laughs) I embarrassed him on the podcast talking about penises and and balls and scrotums and understanding his body, good touch, bad touch. It was a mommy moment and we needed to have it. So guys, for my ladies that have um, black sons, I definitely want you guys to tune in to that episode. We are going to dive deep. I'm going to have some guests. I am excited (laughs) about that episode too. It may be two parts depending on if things can get done on time (laughs) and I'm really trying to stay on schedule with all of my recordings. I've been doing really good. I think now, um, just planning my recording time and planning the days that I am going to sit down and do some writing and do more scripting for you guys. So that way you are getting really good content. So I'm just so happy this week. This week has been a really good week for me uh, emotionally um, and just mentally besides the, the fact of, you know, a little bit of sleep. 
It has been overall an amazing week. Uh, I have been riding a train into work, so I've been just getting in that beautiful sight outside the smell. Y'all know I just spray spray that Bath and Body Works, and I'm good again. <laughs> but outside of that, y'all, I've just been having such a good peaceful week since the last time we talked oh well I talked and it has just been a really good time for me um no nigga problems these niggas you know they gonna do what they do um and the funny thing about now that I'm saying that on Sunday uh our minister Keon, he was basically talking about yeah, my minister named Keon. <laughs> my minister name is Keon, and um, he basically was talking about divine connections and ensuring that uh, you don't burn bridges before you can even build one, and also uh, walking away from uh, connections that you need to let go. And I think this week has been so trying because as my loneliness or the lack thereof of a significant other, the more I realize how um, lonely or, or, you know, I'm missing companionship, um, I'm not so obsessed with going backwards as much, if that makes sense for you guys. So being being relocated after or during a breakup or whatever, and the breakup being the reason why you relocated, you have so many open wounds um, that you or the other person have not healed yet. And you cannot heal them, you know, being so many miles away. But at the same time, I'm bringing this back to Minister Keon, Pastor Keon. He was basically saying that sometimes for God to take us to this new step or this new route, we got to cut off the other route. You know, he didn't bring us this far now. Y'all know I'm not religious, but I'm saying he didn't bring us this far to just have us doing the same things that we were doing before. And ever since I heard those those words, I just felt like he was talking to me. In episode one, I talked about how God put Texas on my heart for such a long time. And it wasn't just the fact that I wanted to go, I wanted to leave, I wanted to be from everybody, be away from everybody. I wanted a different type of lifestyle that everyone else was having. And I just felt like God just put this on me and I saw it through. Now, I've been having tough times emotionally, uh, financially sometimes, depending on how I spend my money, (laughs) but uh, you go through hard times and those hard times are pivotal for the, the next step. And we don't realize it. So bringing this back to Valentine's day and being single on Valentine's day, sometimes it is the most precious moment that we could ever have with God. And for me to say, 
Okay, I'm ready to get saved. I'm ready to fully rededicate my life to God. It's very big. Um, I've just felt like since I started going to the Lighthouse Church that a lot of me has been clicking for some odd reason. Like a lot of different things are clicking now. And Afrocentricity makes it very hard for you to uh, connect. And it is hard to connect when you're Afrocentric. And going into my 30s, I now understand that it's okay to be black as fuck. It is totally okay to be extremely black, be very Afrocentric, um, you know, be who you are, right? And own it. But we also have to connect to something that's greater than ourselves, which I never felt the need to do um, for a very long time. And it's not until I got on my own, in my own apartment, with my own kid, away from my family. It's not like I can run down the street and say, hey, mom, I'm feeling bad or grandma, I'm feeling bad. You know, they they tend to call me so many times because if Kiara gets extremely quiet, we're concerned. You know, you want to make sure she's okay. And that's not something I want them to do, right? So I want... I tell my parents um, and my grandmother a lot, you know, grandmas included the parents. I tell her all the time, sometimes when I'm extremely quiet, I'm not even doing nothing. I'm just in that presence to where, like, I feel like he's saying something to me and I just can't pick up the phone right now. Sometimes I could just be laying in bed and just saying, you know, thank you, God, for everything that you've done for me, everything you have done for me, and everything you will done. And, I, and I'm thankful for everything um, that you're, that you're, you know, putting together for me right now. So a lot of the times, loneliness is always equated with such a negative connotation that we don't see the beauty in it anymore because we have social media, social gratification, instant gratification, and and Insta this, Facebook that, and you know, we have all these social medias where everybody's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, and look what I'm doing, you know, big up me, you know, ha ha ha, you, you know, basic you. We are so caught up in the social uh, the social scheme of things that we don't appreciate those quiet moments when God is saying, no, you need to be by yourself so you can figure it out. Now, it's not to say that those who are in relationships, um, God loves them more because they're in happy relationships or they're married or whatever. They have someone. A lot of people are with people because they've been with them. They invested time. They invested money. But they may necessarily might not be happy. You get what I'm saying? So understand your your journey is completely different from what everybody else is going through. God just got something special for you in the corner. He's just kind of waiting for you to say, you know what, God, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. And 
here here's the things that I want to do for you or I'm willing to do in order for us to just move on. You know, and it's not to say like, oh, God is saying you got to pray for him for a husband or whatever. But you also have to do your part. I feel like sometimes I struggle with my weight or, you know, my look or I'm not confidently dressing all the time how I would be if I was a little slimmer. Um, And I feel like God is just saying to me, you know, Kier, in order for you to be you again, you're going to have to work on that first. And then when you have all of those parts put together perfectly packaged and you right where I need you to be, I'm going to send you that person or I'm going to make sure a divine connection happens when you're ready. Because right now I'm not ready. I still got baby fat that I'm trying. And I can't even blame it on my baby. My baby almost nine. My baby almost 10. So I can't even blame it on him. I got to blame it on my laziness. Right. So and I'm still, you know what? I'm still learning how to cook certain stuff. I don't know how to cook a Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I kind of technically don't want to know. But still, all those things like you have to work on in order to, you know, move on and move forward and be greater and be a greater you. So when that time comes, you are in the position to meet that person that God has for you. So those people who are probably already married and in relationships, they were just in that position to where they met them. And a lot of people that are married our age, they met at a younger age. So when we were younger, like, you know, we would, you know, we, you know, hey, you could make $10 hours, $100 an hour. We in college, wah, wah, wah. You know, things are a little bit more simpler. But now that we are adults and we got real bills, people got kids, you know, a lot of responsibilities to, you know, maintain on a daily basis. Not everything is going to be picture perfect. It's not going to happen instantly. And it's not going to be an overnight love affair. I'm pretty sure no one wants that. I wouldn't want that if God is up there um, helping my future husband stop being a hoe right now. <laughs> keep working on them. <laughs> keep look, keep working on them. I ain't ready for them. Send them back when he ready. Send them back when he ready. Okay. So I want y'all to know just because you are single, it does not mean God does not value you or, or he does not think you're worthy right now. I think right now, you know, there's something you have to do for self in order for you to be completely ready. And when you're completely ready, God will intervene and make that divine connection happen. So I hope I brought it home. <laughs> I hope I brought it home for y'all, but that is just my thoughts on being single and and being single on Valentine's Day. Like I said, I know it's the hardest hardest day of, you know, for some of us, but look, have a Valentine's Day party. 
Uh, don't be cynical about it. Watch all your favorite rom-coms. Um, if you are a single mom and in the Houston area and you want to link up with me, let's do it. Like we could take the kids to the movies and we could go have fun or we could take them to the jumping area. Like it's so many things that we can do with these kids uh, that that you won't feel that stint of loneliness. So if you're in the Houston area and you're a single mom and you want to get the kids together because you don't have a boyfriend for Valentine's Day, girl, let's hang out. <laughs> let's hang out. Um, and I want to launch the Hey Girl Hey chats. Uh, I just noticed that someone does have Hey Girl Hey on Instagram. So I just have to do the rebranding for that. And uh, we'll be able to launch <laughs> on Instagram. But I am not trying to jack nobody. But like I said, y'all, we have to um, put ourselves in better positions uh, within ourselves in order to attract the right thing. So you are, you are who you hang around, honey. I'm just, I, I, Hey, and not and, and another thing, another thing. I truly believe. Uh, I, I'm not sure how to put this, but the type of man you have is a reflection on yourself. That's me. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That was my whole check in. <laughs> that was my whole check in. <laughs> I just can't believe I just went on the whole tangent. Why y'all let me do that? Let's get back into the episode. Come on. Thank you so much. There is no way that I can go on a romantic tour of Tuscany right now, okay? I mean, I'm not ready to meet anyone. Oh, you won't. How are we going to show you? Oh. It's a gay tour of romantic Tuscany. Oh. So it would be very relaxing for you. You know, mostly couples, no one would be there to hit on you or check you out. And you could just concentrate and listen to your own inner voice. My inner voice. My inner voice that would be saying, what the fuck am I doing on a gay tour of Tuscany? Francis, it's Italy. It. I don't remember a time where I truly celebrated Valentine's Day, how they portray it in the movies. I wish I did. My 20s have been filled with focusing on motherhood, several unsuccessful relationships with two to four year gaps in between and a couple of casual hookups. Sad, right? I know. <laughs> Dating for me sucks and I and it has a lot to do with my perception and understanding of how to date and what dating is. And I never really learned how to date, but going into my 30s, I am perfecting it and I, I'm getting it right and I'm figuring it out as time passed. I was raised by my grandmother as a little backstory where dating is kind of non-existent, especially in a Caribbean household that is like non-existent at all. So most of my adolescence was spent sneaking around, you know, I've even had Valentine's Day gifts that I had to return to the person after they spent their hard-earned money getting me Valentine's Day gifts. That sucks. <laughs> it wasn't until my 12th grade year when she knew she wasn't going to pull me away from my boyfriend at the time. She could not make me return those Jordans that he had got me. And even though they was a size small, I still wore them because they was cute. 
But back to me and dating. <laughs> uh, my honest perception of dating came from watching TV shows like Girlfriends, Sex in the City, and A Different World. But I'm an adult now and I want to date like a grown up. How the hell do I do that? And it's so hard. It's so tricky. It's so many things that you kind of got to let go. And it's so many things that you got to add to it. So <sighs> dating as a grown up and growing up today is just a lot. While I'm working on me and I'm learning and I embracing my singleness and not letting the day of love get me in a tizzy, I want to share some things that I do to help me deal with being single as fuck on Valentine's Day. So it's my second Valentine's Day here in Houston and I am... On a scale of single, I'm like on a level 20, okay? Uh, and we're talking about love from 1 to 10. I'm a level 20 on a single scale. I mean, no prospects. I was considering a long-distance relationship. However, long-distance relationships are super hard, and both parties have to be fully invested. So, therefore, I decided to walk away from mine with all of my pride and all my goodness attached and not feeling like I sacrificed much of anything as I really did. So, when you want to do long-distance relationships, guys, just make sure you're invested in a person and you're also putting equal amounts of love into what it is that you're trying to do and you know accomplish but back to being single on valentine's day it used to be like the most dreadful experience ever especially if you're if you're single but now that social media has this instant gratification this instant post of look at me look what they got for me for all the single people we're sitting around looking like oh my gosh look how single i really fucking am so Today's episode is for my singles. Being single in a world full with social gratification on a day reminding you of how alone you really are. Here are my top five tips on loving your singleness on Valentine's Day. So you do not have to fret. All my single people, I got you. Can you look at me for a second? See you. I see you. I see you. It's in the moments when you're left all on your own, and it hits you from out that night on the balcony. You were screaming, I see you. So, just what do you see? So, here's my top five tips on love and singleness on Valentine's Day. So if you are mad and upset that you are single on Valentine's Day and you in the house and you're a little miserable and you kind of just don't know what to do with the day, stay your ass off of social media. <laughs> that is my number one tip. Stay your ass off social media because if you're miserable and you're unhappy and you kind of unsure yourself and you feeling that that loneliness that we all feel when you know when you're single, it's natural. It's natural. You know, you feel feeling a little lonely, you're feeling alone, but you know, however you want to, you know, classify it, stay your ass off of social media because it is only going to reinstate and re-engage those feelings of uh, 
loneliness. And you're probably going to end up calling somebody that you don't need to be calling and you have no business talking to to them because you kind of like in a vulnerable state. So stay your ass off of social media. Let the lovers be happy. Let them have it. Come back on February 15th when all is clear, maybe even February 16th, if you want to give it two days for the Facebook and Instagram feed to to refresh, okay? Because y'all know how they like to trick stuff up. All right, cool. Number two, plan a Galentine's Day. So now this is super, um, how can we say, Caucasian of us to call it a Galentine's Day, but all my white people, <laughs> they know what this is. A, a girl's version of Valentine's Day where you're going to get all your girlfriends together and you're going to have a good old girl time. You can watch some rom-coms. You can eat your favorite foods. Uh, and we're not counting calories that day. We're going to bring each other chocolates and teddy bears and we're going to exchange teddy bears And we're going to do corny, girly stuff (laughs) that we like to do. So have a good old Galentine's Day. And my suggestion on food, either everybody can buy something from their favorite restaurant or, you know, someone plans the menu, everyone brings the dishes that's needed. That is a key to a good Galentine's potluck. But if somebody don't know how to cook, just order, just order, just order. Also, number three, oh my gosh, I think this one is going to be what I'm doing on Valentine's Day. Um, Get your ass out the house. Whether you are going to ride it solo or you're going out with a group of friends, go to your favorite dive bar where they're hosting a singles night and dance the night away. So, Going out on Valentine's Day, it's a little like, oh my God, do I really want to do this? Because I'm going to see all these people that's in love. You want to kind of stay away from the movies and the fancy restaurants and stuff like that. Because that's expected to be flooded with couples. You want to go to places that are only focused on a single people. More than ever, it is a lot of uh, dive bars or, you know... um, Daiquiri bars here in Houston, and they host a lot of single nights. And a lot of times, you actually might meet Bay at one of these events. So, if it's your first Valentine's Day and you're feeling alone, but you still feel like you want to get out, go to a singles night and go have fun. No pressure, no strings. Just let your hair down and just enjoy the night and embrace singleness. If you don't embrace your singleness, you are not going to be happy when you get back with someone. Okay? So that's that's just my philosophy on it. I feel like right now is is more than ever for me to enjoy this Valentine's Day because this is the last Valentine's Day of my 20s and I need to go out with a motherfucking bang. Okay? <laughs> so, number 4, treat yourself today of all days is a great day. For self-care. So we're talking about manis and petties, grabbing you a good smoothie from Jamba Juice, uh, take a hot bubble bath, go get a massage, still take care of yourself. Just because you're single does not mean you have to not do some much needed self-care. Hey, y'all know I love my self-care. 
<laughs> I mean, even go to Bath and Body Works, spoil yourself, girl. Ooh, it's nothing like a good old shopping time at Bath and Body Works. And y'all know I work there, so I love it. My last and final tip on how to enjoy your singleness on Valentine's Day is host an auntie and uncle day. Now, this is different. This is different. So for all my ladies, you know, naturally we are the, you know, the the people they will call if they need a babysitter for Valentine's Day. Or, you know, you're a single guy and you're a, a uncle. You have a plethora of nieces and nephews or friends that may need a babysitter for the night. I suggest you be the sitter for all your friends and family members so they can enjoy their V-Day date. Charge them $20 for the night. Now, if you have a good amount of people, you have now come into some coins for the weekend. Okay? So, have some pizza, some cookies, soda, and get them home caffeinated, high on sugar, so their parents can't have sex. That's just how you do it. That's how you do it. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. Listen, host your uncle or auntie's day. Get all your nieces and nephews. Charge $20 at the door to watch them badass kids. Get them everything they need, sugar included, high on caffeinated. They want to get caffeinated wasted while their parents out having nice little mimosas and champagne and steak and crumbaloo and, and duck and lamb and all that good stuff. While you home with these kids, you might as well charge at the door, get you some money for the weekend to go out and splurge. Hey, listen. When y'all host y'all uncle or auntie day, y'all let me know how how much I ranked up. And then we'll talk. And then we'll talk. <laughs> so those are my top five ideas on how you can spend your Valentine's Day. So let's go over them again. One, stay your black ass off of social media. Two, plan a Valentine's Day. Get your girlfriends together. Let's do something fun. Do some things. Do some things. It might get wasted, you know, do a couple things strange for a piece of change. It's okay. Three, get your ass out the house and have fun. Let your hair down. Four, treat yourself. Self-care, many petties, massages, hot bubble baths, steam showers, a good-ass smoothie will take you a long way. And five... Last and final, host a babysitting session for all those couples that need a babysitter. Do a community service, get some cash out of it, getting them kids home, high on caffeine so their parents can't have sex the rest of the night. And that's my top five. Top five, top five, top five. You can't just decide. I'm asking. Oh, yeah? And I'm asking for some service. You don't get your pork sausage, Porky. Beat it. Lauren, listen, we're just too different, okay? Yes, we are different. But I think that's a good thing. What you need is status. You need no, titles. No, I, I don't. I don't care about No, no, no. What I need is a man who makes me feel like I'm special. I don't care about his title, and I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I just, I need you. Please. Ultimately, we want different things. No. I disagree. I think we want the exact same thing. What's that? 
Well, first, I would like to have my chef special hold pork. All right, y'all, tip two, I gave y'all some ideas on a Valentine's Day. Now, if you're going in with that movie idea, you're going to host a party for your girls on Valentine's Day. This is my top 17 need to watch movies on a Valentine's Day. Now, listen, ladies, we all know if you know me. You know I love my rom-coms. You know I love my comedies. You know I love my dramas. You know I love film. But if you know me, you know what number one is going to be. My number one pick for the Galentine's Night in is none other than Love Jones. Come on now. Come on now. I've got to admit, girl, you're the shit. Listen, y'all know Darius Love Hall ain't nothing to be played with. Now, we all know this, okay? So, then we're going to go to Think Like a Man 1 and 2. We got Brown Sugar, Love and Basketball, Single Moms Club. Now, everybody know I'm not a big Tyler Perry fan. But, you know, for that one, it was a lot of stereotypes in there. But it it, it makes the list. But it's not number five, really. It's just there. It's... This is not in no order, right? But number one was for sure. Uh, we got No Good D, Baggage Claim. That is, I love that one. Uh, all of the Best Man series, obviously, not easily broken. Uh, for my Caucasian friends, I do love this movie, Notebook, Under the Two Skin Sun, How to Be Single, you know, and Mermaids for all. All my for all my Caucasians. Uh, then we have uh, oh, also for my Caucasians, Unfaithful. I love this movie. I uh, love this movie. Um, and also, When the Bell Breaks, I can do Bad All by Myself. Something new with Sonali. Then love her. Um, what was also two can play that game. Um, also, um, a family that prays also a Tyler Perry movie, but it is really good. So those are all my top picks for an amazing Valentine's Day movie night. And ask somebody, you know you love me, say you don't love me. You'll be lying to yourself. I love y'all too. What's up, nigga, baby?